Hello, and welcome to another installment of Ordered Steps with Barbara Johnson Tucker. Well, the response to our first show was wonderful, and I'm so thankful. I thank each of you for your support. Ever since I saw your tweets and and, uh, posts on Facebook, I have been rejoicing. Today, I want to give you a little more history. First of all, that song, Rejoicing, 
is from our album, which is called So Precious. I recorded it with my singing friends, whom I was really kind of forced to organize. When I first began my journey in full-time music ministry, I didn't really want a choir. I was on a spiritual journey, and I wanted it to be just God and me. But when Order My Steps became so popular so quickly, I had to have singers with me. So I added to my family backup group, which consisted of my sister, Maddie Joyce Johnson Claiborne. Most of you know her as Joy. Her best friend, Paula Kinch, and my play son, Keith Eason. And I added singers to that group, and I named the group A Chosen Few. I took the name from 1 Peter 2 and 9, which says, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, (laughs) that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Love that scripture. You know, it has always been important to me that my actions involving ministry, and especially the songs that I sing, are based in Scripture. Oh, and while I'm talking about Scripture, let me clear up this little problem we've had for years. As long as I have been singing Order My Steps, I've heard other people introduce it or singing it, and they talk about the Scripture Psalm 37 and 23, as the scripture origin for the song. You know the scripture that says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord? Well, that's not the scripture that Glenn Burley used. The actual scripture is Psalm 119, verse 133. And it says, order my steps in your word that sin may not have dominion over me. Now, remember that the next time you're introducing it or about to sing it. (laughs) Quote the right scripture. One last bit of history. I have recorded two live albums. The first, of course, is Order My Steps, and the second is called Spread the News. I'm going to expound on that one a little later in my series. But on that album, I did record a beautiful song written by my play son, Keith. Now, this is going to be my Mother's Day treat to myself. (laughs) Listen with me. This song taken from Galatians 3 and 23, it says, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Here is Holy Spirit Come. Let your mighty spirit fall
Welcome, my next guest. He is a man of God. He's a pastor, a visionary, a community leader, a husband, a father, a grandfather. And I know him to be a man of prayer, compassion, and integrity. Please help me welcome my pastor, the pastor of Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, Reverend Harvey Clemens, Jr. 
Welcome, Pastor. Thank you so very much, Sister Tucker. Can I call you Barbara? Please do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so very much for allowing me this great honor to be one of the first uh, and which will participate on your radio program. And by the way, congratulations. Here's one more notch on (laughs) your belt of the great and many things that you've done in your lifetime around the world. And so thank you for blessing me uh, to be a little part of uh, the zenith in which uh, we call Barbara Tucker. Bless your heart. Thank you. And thank you for uh, just being a pastor to me. It it really means a lot at this time in my life, and I, I do not take it lightly. Now, let me tell you, I know a little bit about you. I don't know as much as I'd like to. I know that you have won awards for uh, a lot of things, ministry achievements, and especially comprehensive neighborhood revitalization. I hope I'm saying that right. I know that one time the president of the United States acknowledged your work. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, it was an honor. It was, uh, it was something unique and it was something peculiar. Uh, many of uh, my friends know that I have uh, been affiliated with Houston Habitat for Humanity uh, from the very um, early stages of its uh, coming to Houston. In fact, I was one of the first board members of Houston Habitat for Humanity and served as chair of Habitat for, I was on the board for 10 years, served as chair of Habitat for three years. Mm -hmm. And um, the last year of my serving as chair, Millard Fuller, who was the founder of Habitat for Humanity International, uh, asked us to build 100 houses in five days. And of course, the Habitat um, uh, Bliss Bill is get its greatest recognition from uh, the work of President Jimmy Carter. And so when Millard asked us to build 100 houses in five days, and in July, I might add. Wow. <laughs> it, the way it is established is that it takes you about two years to get everything organized and put together. Uh, and then the year before the project, uh, President Carter will come to the place where the bill is and help advertise and raise money. And in our case, we needed to raise at least $15 million to build the 100 houses. And so as he came to Houston uh, to to do fundraisers and speaking engagements, and of course, one of the first places we wanted him to speak was at the Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. And it was an interesting uh, perspective. We, Barbara, I'll I'll, I'll say this and then I'll end. the part of the deal is, is that you got to go pick him up from wherever he is. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. We had to catch a plane out of Intercontinental at, um, at like 3.30 in the morning, fly over to Georgia, pick him up, and then fly back so that he can have a speaking engagement at Pleasant Hill at 9 o'clock. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
but it was interesting because to be on the plane with President Carter, his wife, the Secret Service, and one or two other people that I had invited uh -huh. uh, uh, to be on that flight was quite frankly uh, uh, a time of learning, a time of humility, uh, and a time to um, just be in the presence of what I thought was someone who has been blessed by God. Now, when I look at your resume, I love this. It says that you studied architecture at the University of Houston, but right. now it says you are a builder of people's lives and their communities. I just love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I got good writers uh, on my staff. Have <laughs> to have good writers. I know that. I know that. <laughs> They know how to embellish upon <laughs> the better parts, the better, the better parts and make it seem like, uh, you know, make it, it, it is true that we, uh, we begin um, uh, our thinking that our career path was going to be, uh, was going to be an architect. And quite frankly, it, um, my father was a carpenter. Uh, so, well, my mother used to say when I was growing up is that if she stayed still too long, my daddy was going to have her and me concrete it down into some flower bed or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of learned construction and building from my father. And then I went on to, uh, to the School of Architecture. I thought that I envisioned and saw my life as being... Um, you know, having a corporation, a business, and then I was going to make a bunch of money designing um, big, nice, beautiful buildings. Uh, <laughs> and I was going to, you know, be like some of the other famous black architects in our city. Right. Uh, but God had a different plan. Different plan. Uh, I think we call it audit steps. Audit steps. <laughs> uh, audit steps. Uh, but Mm -hmm. Uniquely enough is that the training that he gave me, he still took it and used it. All right. All to right. build the community. And I thought I was being trained for personal gain. Yes. But I was yes. being trained more from a civic and community gain. What do you look for as you explore? Uh, ministers of music or just singers? Why, why did you invite me to come? Well, you know, Barbara, the scripture says, iron sharpeneth iron. Mm. And I think that all of us ought to want to surround ourselves as much as possible with the best minds, the best thinkers, the most gifted and the most talented people. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you surround yourself with people who are gifted and who are talented, it can't help but rub off on you if you if you absorb it. You know, last week when I listened at your uh, radio show and we talked about all of the recordings that you had done, of which I wasn't aware that you had that many, and how when you hit a sour note, you had enough people around you and you knew 
who to go to to say, how do we keep this and how do we make it work? Uh, and that person came with the imagination of let's bring a saxophone player in here and let that person hit that note. Yeah, and yeah. a lay person like me <laughs> never would have known that if you had not disclosed it. Yes, yes. That happened, I think, because you had people who were around you who were gifted with ideas, gifted with a genuine love for the Lord yes. uh, and new technical things to make happen. That's, I'm, I, I am blessed to watch you and Michael Pickett feed off of one another. <laughs> I mean, that just does me wonders. <laughs> and it is so fun. I tell you, uh, he is such a man of God and I, I respect his, uh, not only his artistry and ability, but his heart for the Lord. Ministry is at the top of his list. If he could not sing and play the piano and score music, he would still be someone that you would want to be around because he's just a good, he's just a good person. He is. Know? He absolutely is. You hang with people uh, that is going to help you to do ministry, but you also hang with people that you minister to, that yeah. drain you and take from you mm. and pull from you. But it's all right. That's why we're here. That's right. That's right. Minister to them. But we are refueled by the others who can pick us up and carry us. Yes, that's so true. What would you say to those listening, aspire to be all they can be, to be used by God, to enhance some other ministry or to just uh, help, to help God spread the good news and draw men unto him? Well, you know, Barbara, it's going to sound elementary and like I'm dodging the question, but I'm really, I'm really, I'm really not. I would say to everyone, including myself, is try to draw as close to God as you possibly can. Mm. You know, uh, with all of our faults, with all of our imperfections and weaknesses and yielding to temptations, never take out the windshield, the desire to draw closer and closer to God, because it is in that closeness to him that is going to give us the ability to draw closer to others. Because if yeah. you're not closer, if you're not close to God, you can't forgive. Yeah, Woo. mama, mama, mama. And if you're not close to God, you can't love, I mean, thoroughly. Yes, I mean, yes. And properly. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I, do. I mean, you, you, Some people are quite difficult to love. That's um, very true. Um, but when you're close to God, uh, God will help you to love, love them through whatever it is that they're going through. Yes. Because God is the only one that can sustain you when people have hurt you. And when you have said to yourself, I'm not going to do that no more. Uh, yes, yes. Find yourself doing it again. Yes. Again. 
and again and again. I would say to whatever career path that you're trying to take, it begins with a closeness, a desire, a thirst, a hunger uh, to be close to God. And then finally, Barbara, I would say to you is to never lose your curiosity to learn, to grow, and to sharpen your skills in, in your craft in whatever field you're in. That's what I appreciate so much about you and listening at your work and following the paths the Lord has taken you in is how you constantly improved your skill set and your core competencies. When you expressed your gift uh, through the love of God, it had an anointing on, on it that made people, whether they wanted to or not, stop and listen. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much. Well, audience, I told you he was wonderful. Thank you so much, Pastor Clemens. You have really blessed our hearts today. God bless you. I hope you've been blessed to meet Reverend Harvey Clemens and to hear how God has ordered his steps. I'm going to leave you with Reverend Michael Pickett singing since we talked about him so much. This song is called Content with Whatever State I'm In. Till next time.
This has been Ordered Steps with Barbara Johnson Tucker. And if God says the same, we'll be sharing with you again real soon.